Oh, sorry. Um, welcome back, guys, to another episode of The Least Favorite. I'm your girl, Natalie, and today I am with Jilly. Jilly is a, I'm going to say, event coordinator for Bike Life, the Bike Life movement. Um, and Jilly, thank you so much for joining us today. I'm really excited about this. Me too. Um, so I got introduced to you, I don't even know if you know how, but it was through my friend Brian that I was telling you about. Mm -hmm. And I remember it was during the pandemic. I was super, I was going through a lot of shit, as we all were. Right. So he was like, yo, just come out and ride with me. I'm like, yo, I learned how to ride a bike when I was 25. <laughs> I did not know what the fuck I was doing. I was like, yo, I'm not a good writer. Like, I can't do this. He was like, yo, just come. I'm going to teach you. I'm going to help you. I'm going to bring you around my friends. I'm going to take you to bike, like, um, like the ride outs and yeah. things like that. And I was like, all right, fine. So I learned some stuff with him. And that shit was really hard. Like, I have to give it up to you because he put me on to you. He was like, you got to see, like, there's a whole woman movement of bike riders. And I'm like, really? I'm like, I'm always just seeing a whole bunch of guys. That part. So... He told me to check out your page, and I saw you were doing your wheelies. You were practicing. You were recording your journey, like how you were learning how to ride and pick up your bike, and you would fall. You would even show how you would fall, and I'm like, yo, this is crazy. Like, how can she do this? And then you were riding for blocks. Like, you were just going, going, and it was, like, really inspiring. But what really drew me to you was, like, you would have, like, your videos of just talking to the camera, and you were super, like, motivational. And I was like, oh, this girl's different. Like... Your mindset, not a lot of people have it. I and I feel that. like I really just like gravitated to that. And I just kept watching you. Loki, just kept watching you. <laughs> and then I started the podcast and that's when I stopped writing. Because I was like, you know what? This is my passion. This is what I want to do. Um, but every time, like as I'm trying to like, okay, I want to start doing more. Like I want to highlight other people's voices. I want to like uplift other people's voices. There's other people making a difference. Mm -hmm. And I should be showing it you came to my mind and I was like but I gotta wait till the right weather because I want to awesome. get her writing yes. I want to like really talk to you so again thank you for for joining us I appreciate um, you guys having me yeah of course so I kind of want to start with you like how did you get into bike riding or like I guess bike life so bike riding um my mom mm -hmm. my mom's had me on rollerblades she bought me my first trek my mountain bike when I was like in third grade I used to live uptown, so we would ride Central Park together or rollerblade Central Park together. And it's mm -hmm. cute now and memories that I appreciate, but at the time I hated it. Why? Because those hills in Central Park oh my God. are brutal. Girl, <laughs> the hills made me be like, I would walk my bike. I don't have the stamina. Or even if I had my rollerblades, I'd walk in the grass up the oh, hill shit. type thing. Yep. <laughs> so I hated it, but it was bonding time for my mom. Mm -hmm. And now being older, I can understand why she loved being on wheels mm -hmm. like it's so freeing and everything and like as far as bike life my boyfriend he introduced me to like i consider them family now yeah. i spend so much time with these guys and girls mm -hmm. um but the guys from the community and at first i started riding with them in a smaller pack around yeah. kind of like training i yeah. guess you could say mm -hmm. and then with that same group i went to my first ride out and like i fell in love i, I started out shooting yeah and, i remember yeah 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 mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And then be like the guys that I'm around, they're always practicing. They're always leveling, leveling up. So mm -hmm. seeing the way that they move on the bikes, it's like this, the way you're inspired by me, I'm inspired watching them, like the shit yeah. they could do. And for me, it's like they dancing, yes. you know? So once I'm, I'm around all the time, it's like, yo, I want to learn to do this. Yeah. And then I started practicing yeah. and from there. Oh my God. What was your first ride out like? What was that experience? It was Were you, a, like, intimidated a, a little, little bit? A little bit, yeah. Kind of, because... Well, not really. I was intimidated because I didn't know what to expect, mm -hmm. but I came in with a group, so I felt right. comfortable. Right. And it wasn't too 
scary, I guess mm-hmm, you could mm-hmm. say. Um, but yeah, it was, I think I was more anxious than intimidated. I think that's a good word. Anxious. Like excited to ride and yeah. see what this is about mm-hmm. type thing. And you were able to like keep up and like, mm-hmm. okay, good. The adrenaline, like riding by myself, I'm a slow rider. But when you're in a pack, you got to keep up. It's not even that, like you have to, mm-hmm. but the energy of everyone kind of, it like pulls you. Yeah. So you don't even feel like, oh, I'm so tired already. Yeah, like yeah, you're yeah. just pushing through it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's dope. How do you feel like, um, like being part of this community has changed you personally? My confidence, mm-hmm. I feel like has grown a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, my determination, mm-hmm. just you've seen the process of me learning to Willie and this whole process has shown me whatever I put my mind to, mm-hmm. I can accomplish. Yeah. And even as far as like getting clear on my goals and what I want out of bike life and yeah. what I'm trying to do and the companies that I'm trying to tap in with to be able to give back, mm-hmm. getting it on paper and not being afraid to ask, to write that proposal, to take yes. a chance, you know what I'm yeah. saying? Because 80% of the time I got yeses, you know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? So. Not being afraid to, to ask, a closed mouth doesn't get fed, my mm-hmm. confidence and just mm-hmm. the determination when I have my mindset on something mm-hmm. that I could yeah, make it happen. Yeah. I want to ask you too, like a little bit, where did your like mindset come from? Because for me, like I went through a lot of like my younger years, like battling depression. And so my outlook on life was just always very negative. Right. I had to read a lot of books, pray a lot. Like I had to really do a lot of work on my mental health to get to a point where I can be like, all right, like I can help myself through things, mm-hmm. you know, and I, I can see things and see the positive out of it. How did you become that way too? Life, honestly, yeah. um, it's hard to pinpoint where, but like you reading a lot of personal yeah. development books, yes. getting a new perspective because like, I come from, I was more around my dad's family, mm-hmm. Spanish, I'm Puerto Rican and black. Um, oh, okay. A lot of the gossiping and the talking about people and when I would come around, it's like, what, not necessarily when I would come around, but you know how families sometimes, they put their kids against each other. Oh, and yeah. It's always a competition regardless. Mm-hmm. So I've always been kind of like in a shell in my head. And then not for nothing, it was a network marketing company oh, really? that introduced me to like um, Rich Dad, Poor Dad, I think was one of oh, the first yeah. personal development mm-hmm. books I read. And then from there, once I knew personal development. That was it. They got so That's many, how I feel, right? yeah. And then the spirituality, like I was in Catholic school my whole life. Um, but I find myself like, I don't need to go to church to right. connect with God. Right. Um, so I have a lot of books about spirituality and like, mm-hmm. um, I guess you could say witchcraft books, things mm-hmm, like that, mm-hmm. that just open your mind to nature and the fact that everything around us is energy mm-hmm. and energy is what continues to grow, right? Yeah. So when I've suffered through depression, I've suffered through a lot of loss, mm-hmm. but like in order to pull yourself out of that darkness where it feels like you're swimming and you don't know where the surface is, mm-hmm. you have to like create your own light in a way to just have that little flashlight where you can see in front of you and just push through a little bit yeah. at a time, you know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? And it just keeps growing. And it's practice yeah. every day. Like mm-hmm. even now, I'm 36 years old, I've been reading my personal development books for mm-hmm. a few years now. Yeah. It's still daily, I'm fighting my demons, daily, daily trying to look at the positive because I'd be home in bed days at a time, mm-hmm. mad at the world and mad at myself because mm-hmm. I'm not productive or whatever mm-hmm. the case may be. But then it's like, yo, you have to rest. You right. have to 
recharge, like, yeah. but it's work. Yeah, it is a lot of work. And I think that's a misconception because people feel like, oh, I read a book, I'm good. That part. I'm ready to go. And it's like, no. There's no destination. <laughs> no, it's the, the same as your physical health. So when you let that fucking go to the wayside, what do you think is going to happen to your mental health if you don't work on it? That part. And that's what people don't got. That part. Yeah. I wanted to ask you, what are some opportunities you've gotten in being part of this movement? Because you said you had a manager. So I don't even think people realize like the opportunities that can come from like, you know what I mean? I willied Vogue last year. You what? I willied through Vogue's fashion show. No way. Yes. What? That's amazing. That's my biggest accomplishment that I'm so proud of. Wow, congrats. That's fucking amazing. How did Thank that happen? You. Um, They had a casting mm -hmm. and one of the writers in the community, Race Life, he sent me the casting. I reached out to the girls, sent my stuff. Mm -hmm. um, I think a lot of people from the community, they they submit for that yeah. and like afterwards the casting director was telling us Anna Wintour sat there with y'all stuff and flipped through and was like and I don't know if you've seen The Devil Wears Prada yes. but that's one of my favorites yes I love that movie feel good movie mm -hmm. if I'm depressed I'll watch it to feel a little bit a little bit better yeah and it was just like yo I was on cloud nine Holy cloud shit. Nine, yeah. What was that like? You gotta walk me through it now. Like what was did you have to prepare? We had three days of rehearsal. Okay. Um the most challenging part for me was willing on cobblestone. And then the oh, second wow. day of rehearsal, it was actually raining the whole time. So oh, wow. we was outside in Still the rehearsing. Rain. Yep. Oh shit, they can't even do They was not having it. Yeah. They, but they had the tent set up, they okay. had the snacks for us, they took care of us, which was it was a great experience. And yeah. then the day of it was like so much energy. And then all the celeb I didn't realize how many celebrities would be oh there. God. And I'm so glad I didn't realize till after. Yeah. Because I would have been so, so much nervous. more nervous. <laughs> yeah. But like I got to take a picture, I think, with Kendall Jenner. Oh, Kendall Jenner, mm -hmm. nice. She oh posted up with, it was me and a couple of the guys from the community, which was also beautiful, you yeah. know what I'm saying? Like, riding bikes, Vogue appreciating that. I think they wrote an article about how this was supposed to represent New York City and the mm -hmm. fact that Anna Wintour and Vogue are acknowledging bike right. life is that's so huge. amazing, yeah. Because you would never think we would even be on their radar that with anything part. we do. Hell yeah. And yeah, and you know, that's something that I feel like, I mean, I know back then, or maybe not now, but there are misconceptions, like people who do that, they're a certain type of person. Definitely. So it's like, you know, Vogue is such a high level magazine that it's like, you would think they would be like, oh no, we can't have like those type of people. Right. You know, so I think that's amazing. That part, that yeah. whole part. Holy shit. Breaking the stigma. Holy shit. Uh -huh. And that's just up there. Like I did, I've gotten a lot of collaborations. As a community, mm -hmm. we've collaborated with Nike, we've collaborated with Canon. Mm -hmm. um, individually, like with me and Curly, we've yeah. collaborated with Girls Only. Um, we did a little collab with Supreme. They didn't really use the content, but we yeah. still got like the bike lights. They mm -hmm, still paid mm -hmm. us. Um, we were both sponsored by GT. So I just came back from Vegas in at the end of April. Mm -hmm. They paid for my flight, paid for the hotel. Amazing. I was out there for a shoot and a ride out to represent their brand. Amazing. So it's like, there's so many opportunities, but something that I would want anybody who's on a bike to mm -hmm. take away. Um, 
don't focus so much on brand sponsorship. Mm -hmm. Focus on who you are, what right. you what you want to be known for, what you want to represent, because that's what brands are looking for. Mm -hmm. There's so many kids that, oh, I want to be sponsored. I want to be sponsored to get free stuff or whatever the case may be. What's your vision for yourself beyond right. bike life? What, do you, what value are you going to bring to these companies? Because there's a million of us right. and we're disposable. So right. you have to show what makes you indisposable. Yeah. When did that click for you? Um, Cause a lot of people, I don't think they know how to even, like I, how they come to that conclusion. I think you know? reaching out for these ride outs mm -hmm. and communicating with the companies and then trial and error. Mm -hmm. um, the first company I was sponsored by, I had a vision for myself and they were like, yeah, we'll support whatever you want to do. But mm -hmm. when it came down to actually following through on my end, yeah. um, they kind of fell through. But then like GT, since they tapped in with me, they tapped in because of the community work I was doing initially. Right. Um, they supported, I did a mental health ride out to raise awareness. Um, I lost my brother to suicide wow, and he was 20 years old and the demographic is 16 well not even 12 to maybe i feel like bike life is huge but when yeah. the bmx stunt life it's young kids mm -hmm. it's the same demographic that the suicide rates are increasing so with them tapping in they offered me this power performer to raffle off to raise mm -hmm. money i got the door to collaborate with us so we gave the money to the door mm -hmm. the kids now know there's a place that has mental health resources right resources but also now they have ged programs yeah. they got after school programs yeah. so stuff to keep you out of trouble stuff, stuff to keep you distracted because mm -hmm. a lot of times when we're dealing with our issues mm -hmm. we're alone we're isolated yeah and we need the community to support mm -hmm. us but then it's that stigma you come around people and you're venting what you're going through you got to worry about when you get up are they going to run and talk about yeah. you or they're going to tell you oh man up like yeah. we need to be more supportive and compassionate and like if anything, that's all I could hope to model for people yeah. so that way we could play that kind of forward. Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. How do you feel like you balance everything you got going on, plus you're a mom? And that's a full-time job in itself. I got a boyfriend. You got a that's boyfriend. Another full <laughs> that's another full-time job because relationships are full-time jobs. That too. part, working, honestly, yeah. I just do it. <laughs> like, and I'm a Gemini, so it's like the chaos. I work oh my well god, you sound it. like my sister. Yes. She's the same way. She's a Gemini too. And it stresses me the fuck out. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. I'll be losing my shit sometimes, mm -hmm. but you work through it. Yeah. Like when you have a vision and you want stuff to come to life, you're willing to put in mm -hmm. whatever it takes. Yeah, absolutely. Um, <clears throat> do you feel like, I guess, what are some other misconceptions you've gotten or like stereotypes that people try to like box you in as a woman being part of the bike life movement? As a woman? Yeah. I feel like they've kind of shown a lot of love and they they give us the respect for mm -hmm. the work we put in because like you have girls that ride just to get attention mm -hmm. and it's a male dominated sport or whatever but we're really out here practicing we're really out here working when we're with yeah. the guys you see them going back and forth you see us doing the same thing yeah. you know what i'm saying um i think competition people mm. try to make it us go against each other mm -hmm. as women, but it's like, bro, we're practicing together. together. <laughs> like, are yeah. you fucking kidding me mm -hmm. right now? Mm -hmm. um, yeah, I think it's just that. Because yeah. even like, when we started practicing, it's like, oh, the whole city's watching. Yeah. It's that pressure. Or we had somebody come down and, oh, I got a girl that I'm teaching to Willie. And it's like, okay, you came down here to tell us that right. for what? Why? Like, what about give us tips? Yeah. But on the contrary, 
majority of the support is people showing love. Yeah. It's just, you got, you know, people, I feel like those are men that are threatened by somebody that's doing the same thing because they possibly could do it better. Yes, and when it's a woman doing that it, part, ooh, they that hate part. it, uh-huh. they hate it. Oh my God. Um, how do you feel like you incorporate, oh, okay. How do you incorporate biking into your, uh, cycling into your routine? And then how do you feel like it contributes to your mental health? Riding is my therapy. I say that all the time. Mm -hmm. I ride everywhere. In the winters, in the snow, in the rain. I ride to work. I work on 34th Street. So Mm -hmm. I live in the Lower East Side. It's an easy commute. If I'm not on my e-bike, I'm on my pedal bike. And I could be stressed out in the morning, pissed off at the world. I don't want to get up. But the minute I'm on my bike riding with my music on, Mm -hmm. it's like a little meditative session before I start my day. So like every day I'm riding. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Can you tell me about the first time you actually <laughs> lifted your bike up? So like, and you actually like wheeled for like a long period of time? See, I, there's levels. So I could tell you the first time I popped it up, how yeah. excited I was. Mm-hmm. Then it's like, all right, you pop it up and now you get a pedaling because you keeping it up a little how, bit. Was that a quick, like what, no? It took me like a, a good year to master getting my wheel up with a good a couple pedals. Okay. Then another year to actually keep my wheel up for like a couple blocks. Okay. But you got people that do that shit in a month, couple months and everything. I'm sure you were frustrated. Definitely. <laughs> Not even frustrated, just like, yo, I did this today. I can't wait till I'm cutting up. Yes, cutting yes, up. yes, yes. It was always like excitement to get mm-hmm. to the next level. Mm-hmm. The frustration came when I would get hurt or yeah. like the setback. You ever got hurt stuff. really, really bad or no? Um, Not where I was hospitalized, but I think my worst full was trying to pop it up. I have it on Instagram. Mm-hmm. And I had the handlebars turned. So when we came da- when it came down, it hit like here. Ooh. Ooh. I was sore for like a good two weeks. I guess nothing broke. Nah, that good. part. Yeah. I haven't had no serious injuries on a bike. Does your you have a son, right? Yeah. Does your son ride too? Um, not. He used to yeah. ride a lot more. Now he's at the age where he wants to do his own thing mm-hmm. and be with his friends. So yeah. I let him kind of do his thing, and I don't want to force it on him yeah. the way my mom forced it on me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I want him to like riding mm-hmm. with me. Um, but he's always on my pegs. So okay. if we got to run errands, mm-hmm. he's always with me on the bike. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Is there anything else that you want to, I mean, I'm going to ask you one more question, but is there anything else that you want people to know about this community? I think we got a difficult, not difficult. I don't know what the word is. We got a rep, yeah. right? But I don't think people understand the beauty of bike life because you have so many kids, mm-hmm. so many adults from different demographics, yeah. different communities, different neighborhoods. You even have people in different gangs mm-hmm. that once they on that bike, it's squash. Everything's it don't on pause. That part, yeah. that part. And mm-hmm. it's so beautiful. Like all through, all during COVID, I saw the bike life community more than I saw my family. Wow. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And like to see a lot of these kids that are turning into young men, mm-hmm. when I came on the scene, they were like, 13, 14, mm-hmm. to see their growth. And like, I pray over everybody just because I want everyone to achieve like whatever it is that you're passionate about. There's more to life than the block. There's Absolutely. more to life. And the beauty of bike life, it gets you off, out your neighborhood. Mm-hmm. Even if like in New York City, personally, I haven't explored and seen as much as I have on my bike yeah. in this past four years. Absolutely, years. yeah. Even me, because I stay stuck in my bubble. 
always. Mm -hmm. So even when I was writing, I was writing through the city. It was during the pandemic, so you were able to ride freely. And I was like, wow, I would have never came here or done any of this part. if I wasn't on my bike. Yep. I feel like I want to get back on it now. Just talking you to should. you. Like, it don't have to be everyday no, thing. just like a cruising out. thing. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then we do have the ladies that we do our own yeah, thing, so you can exactly. definitely pop out with us. I think I would feel more comfortable with like more women yeah. around me. Because the men, it can be a little, it's a bit like much. It's, yeah, because <laughs> like, they don't know how to act aggressive. when it's a pretty girl. Yeah. Like, <laughs> like, I feel you. Like, it is what it is. Like, oh my God. And you know what's crazy? It's just New York, because I've been to Vegas, mm -hmm. LA, like the West Coast with girls on bikes. Mm -hmm. Like, you have the families outside on bikes, the moms with yeah. the kid, the little kids, or the, the thing that goes on the back yeah, with the yeah, kid yeah. in the back. Mm -hmm. Like, it's so beautiful, and I hope New York could come to that yeah. point, or at least just have more ladies out. Do you feel like it's because it's easier? Is it easier to ride out there just like in terms of like traffic and things like I that? I don't think so. No? Cause even still they gotta like drive to the meetup spots okay. and everything. So it makes it a little bit more difficult, but yeah. I just think that's what the culture, the culture. is mm -hmm. out there. The weather's nicer too. That part. So they could really do it year round. Mm -hmm. Like you're determined cause you still do it in the winter time. But a lot of people, I mean, I don't know. <laughs> I feel you. Cause I hate, <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not going out in the winter. Exactly. I'm not doing nothing, but I'll be on exactly. my bike riding to work. You know exactly. what I'm saying? Just Our weather's so unpredictable here. Mm -hmm. yeah. And to avoid the trains. Yes. Because not for nothing, it's like, I'd rather... And you save money, too. You're not part. paying for a metro card. Mm -hmm. not, you, you have a car, though, right? No, no, no. You don't have a car? Yeah, you don't really need it. You ride in everywhere. And in the city, like, all this yeah. traffic everywhere. Mm -hmm. Riding gets me anxious sometimes <laughs> with the aggressive drivers. Yes. I can imagine being in a car stuck in traffic. It's the worst. I can it imagine. It is the fucking Trust worst. Me. Um, I do want to ask us today, we're going to follow you around. Can you talk a little bit about the event that you coordinated for today? Definitely. So I, I'm helping out um, James Mooney, who is also like a great photographer in the community. Mm -hmm. um, he's been working on this since last year. Mm. We've been out here to East New York trying to get permits last year. Almost had it come to life for them to like pull the rug right underneath us yeah. the last minute. So today, finally choose the right grip. We are riding through Brooklyn. I forget where the end point is at, but we have um, food, we having raffles and competitions, giving stuff away. The whole purpose is June is Gun Violence Awareness Month. Um, so we're riding to bring awareness, to choose the right grip. We don't need a gun. Pick up a basketball, pick up the grip of a bike, stay mm -hmm. out of, like, it keeps you out of trouble. Not yeah. for nothing. Um, along the route, we're going to be stopping at two locations where um, youth from the community was, a youth from the community was murdered. Um, just to pay our respect, bring the awareness with the bike life community. Mm -hmm. um, and the whole purpose is just to stop the anti, or to stop the violence. Mm -hmm. um, we just lost one of the guys from the bike shop last Saturday mm. to violence. Um, one of the kids that I've been riding with since I've popped out in December lost him to gun violence. So wow. it's something that's super important to me. Um, it's super important that, you know, the kids in the community just have mm -hmm. something to, some type of hope, yeah. I guess you could say. Yeah. You know, cause we all struggle. We all trying to survive today. Like I'm not rich, you know what I'm mm -hmm, saying? And mm -hmm. I go through my shit mm -hmm. and I know what it takes to, not what it takes, how hard it is when you're in a dark place, when you feel like you have no options, mm -hmm. what options now become available. Yeah. And I just want to be like, there's a little light over here yeah. type stuff yeah, yeah, yeah. to get, and like if I can help one person, that's yeah. something, you feel me? And it's just about also like, 
having the community gives people hope. It's mm -hmm. like, oh, I'm not alone. Like, someone cares. That part. You know, like, that's amazing. Mm -hmm. Why is it important for you to do this? Because, you know, a lot of people will just get on their bike, mind their business, do them, go home. Why is it important for you to, like, incorporate these type of things into what you're doing? I think that's God in my heart. Like, I care about people. I'm someone that is highly sensitive. Mm -hmm. I give a fuck. My feelings are hurt very easy. <laughs> even though my exterior may mm -hmm. not show it. And I know what it is to, like, be hurt. Yeah. So for someone that's hurting, I, I want to create a space where they can feel a little relief. Yeah. You know? Absolutely. Oh, my God. Julie, this was great. Mm. Thank you so much. I appreciate you um, for having me. Yes, of course. I'm excited for later to see it's everything. It's going to be beautiful. Yes, yeah. for sure. Um, thank you again. And, guys, if you're watching, follow. What's your uh, Instagram? Miss Jilly Jills. M-S dot Jilly Jills. Okay. So, follow her. I'm going to be posting you all week while this episode is out. Um, thank you guys for watching. And we'll see you again next week. Bye. We love that. Yeah. Uh, uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, woke up with a fire burning, desire yearning yeah. to rise to a place of higher learning. Apply the work and no question, I deserve yeah. it. My mind is certain. The moment I step from behind the curtain, so cold when I rep my entire purpose, flow over your head like a flying circus. Uh, yo, I never been lying, never been mediocre with the rhymes. Never will see a moment when I'm sleeping on it, cause I keep it potent with the lines. Uh, Leave them over to the side, it's just be creeping on me on the slide Still it's a need to know that I ain't keeling over, yeah. man I'm feeling focused yeah. through the time yeah. uh, In the music we trust, uh, lit the fuse and I bust Hit some views, I'm not fussed, brother, whenever I hit the booth I go nuts Bring the food to my plate, I want quick to life eight, so give me my space I'm fit to dive straight into the fight cage and now I'm fixing my aim Man I got flavors, we know about flavors I can see straight to the top on the spot and it's looking real spacious like goodness gracious, these man ain't got no flavors Claim that they're dangerous, but they're all aimless Me, I got patience, never complacent When I get up on the beat, I'm in my zone Crowd up on their feet, I bring them home Stay busting the heat without the chrome Look out below, I'm about to blow Techie with a rhyme and a rhythm, uh Peppering your guy with a lyric, uh They ain't stepping to the mic when I'm lyric Pull the record a second, it's high time for the ever ever. Yeah, come with a vicious flow Try cat mine, but I'm too different though I break them man with a big fat O And now they wanna get crossed like tic-tac-toe I don't play games when I'm in that zone They get serious, better sit back bro Just mad cause we ain't the same Don't hate the player, G hate the game, uh Have you tried changing lanes? No, I think it's time, make you lame Trust, maybe rhymes ain't your game On a real one, this is my space to claim Pull it, something like a vinyl scratch your freaking 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 uh, never tired of that ish Get knocked down in life, you have to But I just snap back like a chiropractor uh, I'm set to prevail I ain't on no mission to fail You better feel these punchlines Like you're reading these lyrics in braille uh, They can never catch me out I'm the dog's bill, to catch me out As per, I can spit just one verse And leave a taste in the back of your mouth Cause man, I got flavors We know about flavors Straight to the top in the spot and it's looking real spacious Like goodness gracious, these man ain't got no flavors Claim that they're dangerous but they're all aimless Me I got patience, never complacent, yeah Peter Piper when and picked a pepper when I get to write and know the kid is clever and I won't retire, do this forever Yeah I spit the venom up in different letters If you never should've picked a pen up on a different level to these silly breaders Gotta get this cheddar, watch me get this bread up and I'll do this till I'm the sickest ever on Carry on stirring flavors, late night grind to disturb the neighbors Vibes I got on the line with narcotics, you can't stop it now you gotta curb the cravings First first gotta bring the nurse to save ya, second is a killer with a hearse for later Gotta write bars in my iPhone notes, cut a pen to fire it'll burn the paper, god damn. We know about flavors, 
to the top of the spot and it's looking real spacious Like goodness gracious, these money ain't got no flavours Claim that they're dangerous, but they're all aimless Me, I got patience, never complacent, man, I got flavours Yeah, see, man, I got, I say, man, I got flavours Yeah